There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes. It was a relationship. Absolutely. What are you in an entanglement with? Y'all ready to go to work? So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that as his word goes forth, it go forth with strength, it go forth with power, and that you would speak to us with clarity now. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen again online if you haven't shared share if you're in the building and you haven't shared share let's be digital missionaries so guys this is the last message in our series viral videos and today's as you already know is entanglement this became popular after r&b artist august alcina revealed he and jada had what she later called an entanglement stop whenever you do wrong with people you need to realize that they won't think twice about turning on you Whatever people do with you, they will do to you. Y'all, let's say it up there. How is it that August Alcina gets on national television and reveals that he had an entanglement with Jada from years before? It's because, watch me, don't ever think that you're secure in sin. Shut up. I feel like preaching already. I need you never to think that there is security in doing wrong. This is the reason so many people have so much anxiety. You want to know why? It's because they know they've been doing ratchet, low-down, dirty stuff, and they're afraid they're going to get caught. But you, I need you to say, I will not live in fear. I why? Because I'm not perfect, but when I make a mistake, watch me get that thing right. I'm not perfect, but watch me get that thing together. August Alcina turned on Jada and told the world, we were together. They said, well, didn't she have a husband at that time? She still does, but we were together. Let me also say this. Don't let culture make you think that God has changed his mind about what he expects. Because just because you're having a rough month don't mean you get to go have you an entanglement. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Just because you're stressed out don't mean you get to go get an entanglement. Ooh, it's quiet in here. An entanglement, let's define it. It's, it means this, to be entangled or, comp, uh, or a complicated excuse me, or compromising relationship or situation. Watch this. An entanglement means that I have to compromise. A compromise means that it is less than what it should be. So whenever I'm in an entanglement, it, it means I'm entangled in something. So I've got all these cords up here because, watch me, sometimes when you're entangled, what was once orderly now is messy. What once was good, it's now messy. And so you're walking around and you got all of, uh, and look, now I'm bringing other stuff into new stuff that has nothing to do with the stuff I'm trying to do. 
But because I'm entangled, you're entangled with what you used to be, who you used to do, what used to happen, how you used to think. And so now when you come into church, you can't even lift your hands. Why? Because you're entangled. Hmm. Something is pulling down on you. You can't even pray. Why? You're entangled because something is wearing on your conscience. I pray that today, whatever is wearing on your conscience, that you would get it right today so you're not entangled today. I need everybody in this building and online, lift your hands and lift them high and say, I release every negative entanglement. I... Galatians 5 and 1 in King James Version says, stand fast. Therefore, that means stay in. Stand fast means stay in. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Look, and you said with me, be not entangled. That's a directive. Which means B is an action word, which means I have to do something. This, this means I have to do the work to get out of it. And the issue many Christians have is that you don't mind getting entangled, you just have a problem detangling. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Watch me, watch me. For parents that ever had to do your daughter's hair. And you would comb that hair and comb that hair. And listen, and because it was tangled, her head was tender. Let me tell you why some of you are so emotional, because you're entangled. You are emotional, you're an emotional wreck because you are entangled. And every time God tries to bring a straight iron to your head and a comb to your head to get your hair together, you start pulling them, you start snatching. Why? Because God's trying to detangle your hair, but you are entangled. But I need everybody to say, I will not be entangled. I be not entangled again. Stop. Again. Stop. Which means you only get entangled with what you know and what knows you, which means you've been here before. You've dealt with this before. You, you, you've de- and that's why it's so easy to get entangled because you think if I just keep pulling on it, how many people you've had a cord entangled and you just figured if I keep pulling on it, it's going to lose. Because your familiarity makes you arrogant. It makes you think that you are not going to have to do the work to lay it out and say, wait a minute, let's get each line right. Let's get each line together because it's tangled. And I can't just keep yanking at it because what's going to happen is, watch me, the knot's going to tighten. Which means it's going to be harder to get out of it if I don't take the time to say, where did I get entangled and let me get up out of this. And for everybody under the sound of my voice, in this new spiritual year, God says, this is not going to be your life. You will not be entangled with the yokes of bondage again. Look at the scripture. It says, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Look at verse 7. It says, ye did, O King James, ye did run well. He said, you were doing amazing. Let me speak to you, Christians. He says, you were doing phenomenal. Phenomenal. Look at the next line. Who entangled you? <laughs> Which means your entanglement starts with a who, not a what. Sometimes the who is you, what you want. Sometimes the who is them, what they want. Sometimes the who, the who is negative people around you that have not got you entangled. You, your entanglements always start with a who, not a what. And then a who introduces a what, and now you're left with who and what. <laughs> you did one well. Who did hinder you or entangle you? And here, how do I know I'm entangled? You don't listen no more. You don't obey anymore. You don't obey the truth anymore. You do what you want now. How you, y'all ain't talking to me. You do what you want to do, how you want to do it, how you feel. If I don't feel like worshiping, I heard what he said, but I'm entangled. <laughs> so I don't, I ain't going to do it. I know I'm supposed to do this. I'm not going to do it, which means now you are entangled. And the Apostle Paul, he writes to the church at Ephesians because he's like, you were doing good. Y'all were running. And now you're entangled. And every time you try to make progress, when you're entangled, Every time, put that around yourself. Tangle yourself up. All right? Okay? Good. That's good. Oh, God, look, it's messy. See, the problem with entanglement is it don't even match you. It don't even match what you got on, where you trying to go, what you trying to do, what you say your life is about. It doesn't even match. So now you're entangled. So now, okay, go run. Run for me. Run for me over there. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is what your last year was like. 
but this is not going to be your next 12. I wish you'd prophesy to yourself that I will not be entangled. Every time you tried to start the business, you got snatched back. Every time you tried to get free from your generational curses, your cousin then pulled you back. But I need you to say, I'm running this time. Huh? That's good. Look, so what is an entanglement spiritually? An entanglement, look at this picture, is a yoke that hinders us from obeying the truth. You see that wooden thing holding those two ox together? That's a yoke. I've taught you about this before. Those are two oxen. Bible Deuteronomy 22.10 says a, you, uh, 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 an ox on that plow with an ass or a donkey, which means I shouldn't even be yoked to people who aren't my equal because I'm going to have to make up for their lack of. An entanglement is a yoke that hinders us from obeying the word. So here's how a yoke works. A yoke works like this. So now, you entangle. I'm entangled. And so now, both of them. <laughs> See, listen, this is why some of y'all sit up, and the only thing you've ever done is dream. You've never manifested anything because you're trying to do it with a jackass. That's Bible, Deuteronomy 22.10. And both of y'all yoked together. This is why some of y'all friends, all y'all in the same spot today as you were. How in the heaven, hell and earth are you in the same place today as you were 10 years ago? Because y'all are yoked up. I'm finna do this. You ain't finna do nothing. I'm about to do this. No, you're not. I'm getting ready to do this. You ain't gonna do nothing. Why? Not because of the devil but because you are yoked. You are yoked to somebody, put the picture back up, you are yoked to somebody that keeps you from obeying the word. So now when you wanna do right, they pull you over here. And then watch me, it's codependent. So now when they wanna do right, nah, come on over here. And so now watch me, all you have is a bunch of lateral moves back. And, for, and now we got other stuff that's entangled in us. So now it wasn't just you. You didn't brought your wife into your entanglement. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's the pink one. It ain't just you. You didn't brought your daughter into your entanglement. You brought your kids into your entanglement. And then once you stay entangled for so long, it goes from just being entangled to now you got chains. But I wish you would act like in these next 12, God's about to break every ungodly entanglement. Some of y'all ain't acting like it. You're going to stay like this. I pray that everybody wants to see God make them break free of every ungodly entanglement. You put a praise on it in advance that you're about to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So look. So look. This is important because we just, we just left Rosh Hashanah. See, I want you to get this imagery because I'm trying to preach but if I'm still entangled, even when you're trying to do what you're called to do, if you're entangled, it becomes hard to do. So even when you're trying to sing because you're entangled, you can't. You're trying to serve right, but because you're entangled, you can't. You're trying to forgive, but because you're entangled, you can't even. So let's look at this. Rosh Hashanah was a week ago. It is also known as the Feast of Trumpets. It's a new spiritual year, the year 5781. And right now we are in what are called 10 days of awe, leading to the Day of Judgment, which is also called Yom Kippur, or it's also referred to as the Day of Atonement. Let's go. Somebody say it's the Day of Judgment. So what happens, I taught you this on Sunday and Wednesday, is that between now and uh, uh, a couple of days from now, officially Tuesday, watch me, what you've sown for the last 12 months, you are judged for what you're going to reach in the next 12 months, reap in the next 12. Somebody say, my new is already now, my new... I'm not waiting to December 31st. I got a head start. So by the time the world is saying Happy New Year 2021, you'll say I had three months in advance to get ready for that. So when 2021 hits, I'll already be a quarter ahead. Of but then also we are judged for if we teshuvah. Teshuvah means to self-reflect and to self-correct. God says, I will let you sit with you 
to see if you're going to get it right. That's why for many of you, let me prove it to you, you have literally called your normal go-tos and nobody answered the phone. And you're trying to figure out, everybody must be busy. No, God says, sit with yourself. Because I need you to self-reflect. What does that mean? I need you to think back. And then I need you to correct. See, listen, entanglements can become difficult because most people don't want to admit they're entangled. It's easier to just say, you know what? I'm not really entangled. I'm just, you know, I'm just, the devil's attacking me. This is not a demonic attack. This is you. This is why when you rebuke the devil, you go back, and then it's still the same. Because you didn't even call out the right issue. Are y'all listening to me? So let's look at this. Let's look at this. Leviticus 23, 27, New American Standard. It says, on exactly the 10th day of the seventh month. Remember, there's four different starts of the Hebrew year. Here, it's referencing the agricultural year, which is the first of the civil year, which is Rosh Hashanah, when the year changes. Y'all still with me? It should be a day of atonement. It should be a holy convocation for you, and you shall humble yourselves. This is Tuesday going into Wednesday, and you shall humble yourselves. That means fast, and watch this, untangle. God says, you need to get some detangling cream. <laughs> Anybody got some barrettes? Did y'all still, did it, y'all don't do barrettes in the girl's hair no more? You do, y'all don't, oh, y'all don't do barrettes? <laughs> y'all let them do natural. Oh. Get that girl some barrettes and adjust for me. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Now don't move with me because an entanglement holds you. Don't, you, you, you can't move because an entanglement holds you. It stops you. God says, humble your souls. That phrase in Hebrew means, I need you to fast. So what are we doing? We're fasting. I'm starting my, if you're going to do it with me and you do it with the church, right, let's say Monday. So I'm doing the biblical Monday. So I'm starting at 6 today and then at 6 tomorrow. If you, if you want to do it with me. Or you can just do Monday. You can do midnight to midnight. You got two options. Somebody say two options. On Wednesday, I taught you that if you need more, because if you got a lot of detangling, see, some of y'all, you got a lot of detangling to do. So you need about five fast days. <laughs> Don't eat nothing. I was talking to somebody recently. And they were telling me something. They said, yes, sir, I'm getting ready to go on a fast. I said, just don't eat nothing for a long time. I said, because you keep messing with these simple people, and I don't understand it. That's what I told them. That's what I said. And I said what I said. Somebody said, I'm untangling. Why do you need to fast in order to untangle? Because when you fast, your flesh isn't fed. So now it's easier to see what's wrong with you. It's easier to see. When you haven't eaten, you're not you on purpose because you're not anesthetizing the reality of your vicissitudes with sugar or white bread. I'm just saying. Then what does God say I want to untangle? He says, then give me an offering by fire. He says, I want you to sow based on what you want to see, not what you currently see. Fast, repent, untangle, and sow. Somebody say, that's where we're at right now. At the beginning of this year, this new spiritual year, God is giving us time to detangle. And you want to know what we're tied up, tangled up with? Ready? Here's the first thing. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 4. Notice, everywhere I move, it's on me. This is why some of you, when you meet new people, it turns into old stuff. Because you have the same entanglement. Every single person on the planet ain't like that. Every time you meet people, your entanglements show up. Every time you're given an opportunity, your entanglements show up. I'm amazed at what people have forfeited because they won't detangle. But in your next 12, come on here. Come on here, y'all. Say, in my next 12? I'm going to redeem the time I wasted. Say, being entangled. So look, 2 Timothy 2.4. No soldier gets what? It's on the screen. Entangled in civilian pursuits. What does that mean? That you remove God from a life that you need him to live. Civilian pursuits. Say, I'm in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. 
I forgot. This is this is Denver. They don't know that. In the I am in God's army. See, that's the first part, because some of y'all, you're trying to build your own. So God is like, you ain't even trying to build my thing. You're trying to do your thing, which is why I won't bless your thing, because you ain't doing my thing. But can I get everybody to just say, Lord, I'm building your thing. Huh? So look, so civilian pursuit. So if you're in the military, you literally have signed up to say, I am yoked to the mission, notice, look at the verse, of who enlisted me. Now this is interesting because notice it says, I am, my aim should be to please who enlisted me. So I have a question. Some of you, you are entangled because you are trying to please cursed people. Who are you trying to please? Are you trying to please God? Or are you trying to please somebody that's been where they're going? You are literally trying to live for the approval of people God don't have nothing to do with. And notice, who enlisted you? So let's take this to church. So in the church, listen, I'm the pastor, so I enlisted you. So if, if we are here, we are to be working on what the vision that God gave to the man of God, not your own individual thing that directly contradicts the thing we're trying to build. But my question is, who are you trying to please? Because some of you, it's not other people, it's you. You want to please you. And if I don't feel good, and if I don't feel this, and if I don't feel this, it's amazing. We are smarter and have more money than we ever had, but Americans are more emotionally fragile. And okay, let me say it the way I want to say it. I'm going to act like I'm at the left team. It's amazing. You got more money, more education, more pedigree, but you're a bigger punk today than you've ever been. Y'all ain't going to talk to me, but I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I will not be entangled. I how is it we are the furthest we've ever been, the smartest we've ever been, the more advanced we've ever been, and yet one little thing happens. And because God's not our audience, you're talking about you're going to commit suicide because Sally don't like you, because Jackie and them don't like you, because Darlene and them don't like you. You better learn to say, I live to please God. So what are you entangled with? You're entangled with civilian pursuits. Well, my sister think I go to church too much, so I'm going to cut back a little bit. The same sister that is, is what's love got to do with it, part two? Her? You listening to her now? Well, my daddy think I should do this. The same one that ain't never been blessed to nothing he did? You listen to him now? You're entangled. <laughs> Come on, let's just lift our hands for five seconds because I know this word is rough. But it's good for you. <laughs> Come on, lift our hands for five seconds and say, Lord, you're my audience. You're my audience. You, you are my audience. How do I know I'm pleasing you? Because I did what your word said. How do I know I'm pleasing you? Because I did what your word said. How do I know I'm doing what you want? Because it's in your word. This is not a mystery. This is not deep. This is not confusing. If I do what your word says, I am pleasing you. So let me give you an example of this. So you won't post something about God on social media. Because you're entangled by what somebody might say because they knew you in your yesterday. Oh, you trying to post stuff about God now. You weren't talking about God when we were. And you know what you need to tell them? Let me tell you something. I did that and a whole lot of other stuff you don't know nothing about. You don't know nothing. You ain't been to places that I've been. But let me tell you what you're not going to do. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. Let me tell you what you're not going to do is entangle me with your opinion about my evolution. What you're not going to do is entangle me with trying to remind me of my past. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Here's the next entanglement. In Nahum chapter 1, verse 9. 
In whom chapter one, verse nine. These, these verses, now these, y'all ready? These, these, some, these, some, these some killers right here. Y'all ready? Whatever you plot against the Lord, uh-oh. He will bring it to an end. Affliction will not rise up a second time. All right, but look at me. What does that mean? Read the verse there for me. What does that mean? God says, when you speak with others about defying what I said, When y'all have a little meeting to defy the word, when y'all get together to talk about how you're going to do what you want to do and not what the word said to do, some of y'all are quiet and I don't understand. It's only going to make me get rougher. God says, when you sit up and conspire with somebody, we just going to sleep together once. God knows our heart. God says, you plotted against me. We ain't going to tie it this time. It's just one time. God says, you plotted against me. Oh, my God. I ain't going to forgive him even though I should. God says, you plotted against me. God says, you, give, you owe me worship, but you won't give it to me. You plotted against me. He says, if you plot against the Lord, he's going to bring it to an end. Affliction won't rise up a second time. Now, what is affliction won't rise up a second time? God says, God says, God says, God says, I'm not going to let this happen again. This is the first time I gave you grace and mercy. He said, but not this time. Well, who's being afflicted? God's will was. He said, what are you talking about? Nahum is speaking to Nineveh. Nineveh got warm before with Jonah. God says, I told you last year. And you still went off and did. So I, listen, God says, I'm not letting you. This ain't happening no second time. All right? And God says, listen, here's what happens. God says, if you plot against me, can, let's be very honest. Let's be real. No, come on, walk with me. God says, if you plot against me, God says, then this is what I'm going to give you over to. But let's be honest. How many of us can be honest that, look, come on, we have been guilty in this building and online, online due to hand emoji, in this building, you raise your hand, of plotting against the Lord. If your hand's not up, you're plotting now because you're alive. <laughs> online, if you didn't do your hand wave emoji, you're plotting right now because you're lying. God says, you thought it was just casual disobedience. God says, I consider that a treasonous plot. You thought, listen, you've been saved too long to be acting like that. By now, you ought to be a teacher. It's quiet in here today. So what does God say? They'll be entangled as with thorns and consumed like the drink of a drunkard. Got it? Like stubble that is fully dry. Now, I know beards are popular these days. Not my thing. So I shave virtually every morning. And by four hours later, stubble, you can't hear it, but it's, it's there. It's there. What does God mean? God says, God says, as fine as that is, that's how your entanglement will be. And small things will entangle you. One person can say one little thing to you. And like stubble, you're entangled. One person cannot speak to you one morning. And then now you're entangled. It's quiet here. Look at verse 11. From you, O Nineveh, listen to this next part comes forth a plotter of evil against the Lord, a counselor of wickedness. Counselor of wickedness? Say Nineveh. Nineveh, Nineveh means house of fish, which means church, which means Christian, which means God will use, or excuse me, the enemy will use someone that's a Christian to give you wicked counsel. Well, so-and-so is saved, but they're out of order, and they're wrong, and you have a wicked counselor, and you're about to get entangled. But for the, I think there's a few of us that can say, 
oh my God, I just recognized where there were some plotters against the Lord in my life. And they may have got me in my last 12, but come on, release the praise that you're not going to be entangled by them in your next 12. Say, I will not be entangled. I will not. So sometimes we're entangled because plotters of evil give wicked counsel. You don't got to do that. You don't need to do all that. It don't take all of that. Yeah, why are you doing all that? If you're so spiritual, how come this ain't happened for you? If you love God so much, how come God ain't done this for you? And notice where it's coming from, from the house of fish. From people who's supposed to be saved. I wish you'd be honest with me. Like some of your worst counsel has come from Christians. I wish you'd tell the truth. Like some of the most out of order stuff you've ever been told has come from Christian folk. And it's an entanglement. It's an entanglement. It's an entanglement. You don't need to apologize. You grown. That's an entanglement. What is godly about being arrogant? Here's the next. Here's the next. You ready? Here's the next. Here's the next. Here's the next. Are oh, you getting a little slack? Okay. See, the danger of entanglements is every now and then they'll let you think you're free. <laughs> and then they'll snatch you right back. Mm, but everybody under the sound of my voice, that ain't going to be your testimony in your next 12. <laughs> Proverbs 7.21. DRB. Now, this is a translation of the Bible. You don't even know who this man is. DRB. Is this new? Mm -mm, it's old. But I want you to see it because I like the way it reads. Dewey Reigns. <laughs> she entangled him with many words mm. and drew him away uh -oh, with the flattery of her lips. So what do we see first happening? We see this individual getting entangled because number one, the person talks a lot. Number two, what they say is flattering. You're so amazing. You're so strong. You're so great. You're so anointed. And this works both ways. So for all the fellas saying, talk about it, Bishop. No, it's some. Verse 22, immediately, look at this, he followeth her. Why? Because now he's entangled. So he's lost his leadership. He's lost his stand as God's man. He's lost his authority because he's following her. So let's just, let's just make it biblically accurate. Let me have a her from over here. Come on, her. Oh, you, oh, you got two hers. Come on, her. All right, now give her the entanglements. You got out of it fast. That's good. That's how it's going to be for everybody in this experience. Y'all better learn how to recognize the prophetic gesture. Say, it's happening fast for me. I, before you even get to the restaurant after church, there's some stuff just going to drop. Just. So the Bible says, she leadeth him away. Go ahead. Leadeth him, 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 leadeth him. This is why we think it's strange when we see strong, authoritative male leaders. Because we're so used to the men being led. Mm. So when you see an authoritative male leader, you think that's crazy because you ain't never seen it because you're used to a man that your mama used to work. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Mm. Let me have that verse. Let me have that verse. It says, it says, it says, immediately he followed her like an ox. Wait a minute, like an ox. He says, you're strong. You're powerful. But you're entangled with somebody's words. You're entangled with somebody's words. And a lamb playing the wanton. Uh-oh, here it goes. Wanton means you're sexually unrestrained. He says, so now we understand why it was so easy to get you entangled. Because, be, oh, mm. 
We see why it's easy to get entangled. Because you are tangling. With stuff you ain't supposed to be touching. God, dog. I'm going to say it how I want to say it at 11.15, but if I say it, it's going to open up a whole world. Hear me, ladies. It ain't cute sending you when he ain't paid for it. What do you mean paid for it? I don't mean dollars. I mean relationship, marriage. You ain't cute because you sent, oh, God, please. Just gonna give a little something to sample. Okay. Because mm. here, here's the problem. Once you the sample is free, they will never pay full price for the whole sandwich. So even if they buy, they're gonna want a discount. This is why some of y'all get exactly what you want. Not because it's an answer, but because it's a rebuke. But I think in your next 12, every entanglement you've been in of any kind, somebody say, I will not be entangled. Say, I will not be entangled. We had a verse. We had a verse. And not knowing. So what does that mean? He doesn't even recognize what's happening to him. Hear me, men. Hear me, men. And women. Especially strong men and women. Say, that's me. He don't even say it like he's strong. Say, that's me. If you're not careful, your strength, you'll be like Samson. Is you will think you are so strong, you don't even know what's happening to you. Samson was like, I'm Samson. I'm the strongest man out here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Middle manipulation ain't talking patience for the man. You face a baby girl. You know what I'm saying? I understand you, Delilah. I understand. I understand what I'm saying. But you ain't Delilah. You ain't never met me, baby girl. You need to lead them zeros. Give it to superhero. You know what I'm talking about? He was using old school pimp tactics. Y'all ain't said that to me. He picked her up, opened the car door, had a rose on the on the on the, on the seat. Y'all ain't said that to me. <laughs> and what he didn't know is, Samson, you are getting played. You thought you were in control, but when you're entangled, you're being led. And you don't even know that you're being led to slaughter. Because an ox is desired to, designed to carry, watch me. An ox is designed to have strength. So look at the verse. It says, not knowing that he is drawn like a fool to bonds. Then look at verse 23. To the arrow pierce his liver. Okay, you can walk with me. <laughs> and to the arrow should pierce his liver as if a bird should make haste to the snare. He doesn't even understand that his life is in danger. Why? Because he got sweet talk. Flattered. They said everything you wanted to hear. Lift, lift your voice and say, I won't be immature this year. Okay, you ready for this one? Lift your voice and say, I won't be gullible this year. This is bigger than just relationships. It, it mentions, the text mentions wanton, so it, it implies there's this sexual thing going on. But it's bigger than just that because there's some people who when they see your strength, they see your anointing. They see God's with you. They see that you are, th they see, watch me, that you're a submitted person. When they see how you love God, when they see how you love people, when they see how you love life, the enemy says, let me get them. And I can't walk up and say, hey, I'm the devil, I'm going to get you. So I will get somebody to flatter you with many words. To tell you what you want to hear. To say what you, watch me, that reinforces what you want to believe, even if what you want to believe is not right. And then they'll lead you away. And they're leading you to slaughter. And when they lead you to slaughter, they're still living. But you 
but they killed your opportunity. They're still living, but they killed your favor. They're still living, but they killed your hope. Because when you're being led, that means you're looking, which means who's leading you becomes the lead because that's what you see yourself headed to, which means the furthest you see yourself going is this. You can't see beyond this. You can't see beyond them, him, that, or they. But today. So here's the, here's, here's the last thing. I got to quit. I'm out of time. Here's the last thing. So I will not be entangled. Proverbs 5. 22, I got another translation you've never seen before. That's your homework. Go figure out which one that is. The iniquities, that's generational sin, of a wicked man entrap him. And the cords of sin entangle him. So God says wicked there means hostile to God. What is hostile to God? Why I got to do that? That's hostility. God, I know what you said, but why I got to do that? I know I'm supposed to do this, but why? Parents, have you ever had your children? You say do ABC. Why I got to do that? So and so don't do that. She don't live here. So and so don't do that. They don't live in this house. Watch me. And stop comparing yourself to so and so. Because you are the interruption to dysfunction, not the dysfunction. Look at the verse. The iniquities, generational sin of the wicked man. That means hostile to God. They will entrap him. What does that mean? He's locked up. The only thing he sees around him is how to be like the generations he said he wanted to be better than. Then the cords of what? His sin. God, dog. So when you walk by generational curses, both of y'all, both of them, I already got my iniquity. Pink, so you brought your spouse into it, your girlfriend into it. But now, something else gets added into it. Because now, What's entangling me is me. There is no external force. The only entanglement is my mentality. His sin will entangle him. His mistakes will entangle him. His mentality will entangle him. So here's what will happen. I just can't do it. Why? You're entangled. I just can't try. Why? You're entangled. I just can't start. Why? You're entangled. And all of it is because you're hostile to God. God says, you keep asking me why instead of saying, yes. You grew up old school church. They used to say, give God a, can I tell you what God wants from you in these next 12 months? Yes. See, when you respond to God, why? How? I'm not sure, I can't, I won't, or watch this. If you don't respond at all, God says you're gonna be entangled with your own stuff. You'll be entangled with your own sin. So now you're walking around and you're entangled with you. So you fight with yourself. Most of your day isn't spent advancing. It's spent internally fighting. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. God is good. I got this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make sure I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do that. You don't really have to do that, though, because you know. This is my year. I declare this is my, my new is now. My new is now. I'm in the curse breaker. I'm going to be just like my mom. I'm going to be just like my dad. I'm going to be just like this. So you end up being entangled with you. How many of you can be honest that some of your entanglement over these last 12 months has been with you? I'll be, I'll be the first, my hands are up. I'll be the first to say that some of my entanglement, watch me, was myself. 
do, what I thought about it, how I viewed it, what I wouldn't do, what I was willing to do. Because I, because sometimes we don't want to get uncomfortable because to get uncomfortable means that now I got to deal with some new. I, I don't, I don't want to have to get into a new routine. I, I don't want to have to get used to new people, new things. I don't want to do new, so I'm just going to stick with what I know, even though what I know is out of order. Mm. Even though what I know is not what God has ordained, and so I'm tangled up by myself. But can I get you a bonus verse? First Timothy 6 and 10, DRB. Some of you are like, who are these people? You ready for this next one? Because a lot of the times that internal entanglement comes from this last one right here. Your desire for money. It's the root of all evils. Which means in chasing status, we will ignore entanglement. And I need you to say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Say, I'm not chasing money. I'm not chasing status. Say, because I'm a faithful giver, it chases me. From which some coveting, they've erred from the faith. He says, so you were a great Christian, and then your pursuit of money changed it. Your desire to get more likes and follows changed it. You were, you were faithful to God, and then you started chasing money. And what comes with money? Status. What comes with status? Power. What comes with power? Prestige. You want people to look at you a certain way. And you're so concerned about how people see you. You don't consider that when God sees you, he sees all this. So what happens when you, when you are pursuing stuff? You entangle yourself in what? In many sorrows. So a lot of your pain came from your attempt to have gain. Because God says, you put that job before me. put that before me. So God says, you've entangled yourself with sorrow. What does that mean? You have this mentality. I'm trying to get this money. I'm trying to get this bag, Bishop. Versus I'm trying to sow this seed. Because everything I have isn't mine. God gave it to me in the first place. Everything I have, God gave it to me in the first place. So when he's my pursuit, all of a sudden, things start changing. When him being first is my pursuit, all of a sudden things start changing. And you'll notice to detangle, I, it's an inside job. I got to do it myself. Because you can have other people pull it off of you, but you'll pull it right back on you. And for some of you, you're in some struggles in certain areas of your life. I'm closing. But for some of you, you're in some struggles in certain areas of your life. When you keep saying, God, why won't anybody help me? God, why won't you send help? God, why won't you give me backup? And God says, because you're going to have to detangle yourself. Because I need you to remember how you got out of there. So the next time you look like you're about to get caught up, you'll say, I remember how to get free. I remember how to get detangled. I remember how to get out of this. And I remember how to break free. And for many of you in your next 12, this is going to be you. Detangled, detangled, detangled. Somebody say, I will not be entangled. Release the praise right there, 915. Go, 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 go. Wait a minute, y'all stop, y'all stop, y'all stop. I just, as they were walking off, the Holy Ghost just said something. He says, because for some of you, when you detangle, you leave it on other people. You leave it on your kids. You leave it on your parents. You leave it on your leader. You leave it on your boss. You leave it on your spouse. You leave it on the people you love. So God says, before y'all walk off the stage, y'all need to detangle too. Because everybody connected to you is going to be detangled in these next 12. Your children going to be detangled. Your business is going to be detangled. Your employees are going to be detangled. Come on, I need you to act like everything in your life is finally coming into order. 
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.